Hi, welcome to the Nelso Podcast. I'm Matt Lotman. I'm Andy Foster. And uh, today we're going to be talking about a few things. One of the, the topics, we had a, a listener ask about, hey, can you go a little bit deeper into the five years ahead? Why, why you know, this area around Gull Lake is five years ahead of uh, maybe, maybe other states. So we're going to dive into that a little bit today. We have a couple other things to talk about, too. So we're going to talk about, along with the five years, we're going to talk about employee retention. Um, when a business should start a showroom. And I think on that one, we might even get into maybe one of our future guests uh, can talk to us about that, right? Like why yeah. they started, started their showroom. Maybe get a couple different guests on here on why they started and when they started and what all the reasons were. That's great. Yeah, I love it. Uh, company culture, which I think is one of the reasons why this, this area is five years ahead or this state, right? I think we were also said we were going to talk about adding a sales position to a business or if, or if somebody morphs into that naturally. Service manager, you know, actually scheduling work. Do you have a, you know, maybe service manager isn't the right terminology, but someone that schedules all the work and does all those things. And, you know, there's probably that job title probably encompasses a lot of job duties. But yeah. We'll get into that. There you go. The coordinator position. <laughs> the coordinator facilitator so andy no so matt oh (laughs) why would you say this area in central north central minnesota is ahead of other places or have you since changed your opinion that's a good that's a good question my opinion has changed as of late i'm going to say probably the last year my opinion has changed and this this area back in the day why it was so prevalent is one, obviously Minnesota is a land of 10,000 lakes and we all know that there's actually more than 10,000 lakes, but you know, the lake service providers here really early on took a real customer service approach to it. And um, there was larger companies here because of the amount of lakes, right? So there was companies that instead of having 150 customers, they had 500 or 600 or 700 customers just because of the lakes. Because of that, a lot of them service multiple lakes. So I would say, honestly, five years ahead is is a little bit to do with that. And also the size of equipment Minnesota requires. You know, the size of the boats get larger. Uh, We have large bodies of water here. So the boats boats can be bigger. Uh, Clientels have, you know, clients have more money. Because of that, you have, you know, larger hoists. And because of the larger hoists, you need larger equipment. And you have to do all these things that force a uh, lake service provider or a dealer to have that larger equipment, which is another reason why, you know, w- we were maybe five years ahead. My opinion has changed. And I want to kind of go into that today, Andy, about um, equipment and the size of a company and just kind of break that down for that listener that wanted to break down on that. But my opinion has changed on it because you go to places like Michigan and, and Michigan companies, document companies today definitely um, have had that mindset of, customer service. This is how we're going to do it. We're going to have a sales coordinator do all those things. And the hoists are very large, uh, just like they are down in Iowa. But Michigan has some large, large hoists out there also. Uh, anything that you want to touch on, Andy, specifically to, to start as far as on this five-year, why it's different? No, okay. I don't think so. So I'm just going to, I'm going to think of a company here and just kind of the growth that I've seen uh, this company go through over the last five years since we first sold them a barge. 
And I think they'd be a great example and we can touch on all the points we discussed earlier. So every company goes through this where they either have a homemade bars that they made themselves, a J-hook with some ramps off the front, and they started out doing hoists and the hoists were a 4120 hoist. And again, because of the demographics here in Minnesota, though they quickly went from a 4120 to a 5120 to a 4,000 hydro, a 6,000 hydro, and back you know when I first started in the business, that, that was the wave, right? It went from a 4120 mechanical hoist to, oh wow, we sold a whole bunch of fives and the dealer uh, sold a whole bunch of fours this year, right? And then the next year there was a few more sixes and then there was a couple more sixes and then there was a couple more eights and that's just the progression uh, of the consumers and what they want, right? And so the boat manufacturers build these sweet boats that are getting longer and larger and way more so we need bigger hoists. So we all started at a 4120 and then quickly here, it really moved up. You know, it's not your, it's not your off lake that they have a 22 foot pontoon and that's the biggest pontoon on the lake. It's, right. Right. It's they're bigger boats. Right. And I think that progression, why, why my opinion was that we're five years ahead is really to do with that. We, we were forced here to deal with all these big boats, which in turn led us to have to deal with all these big hoists. We are really feeling the crunch today here in Minnesota. Uh, you get a big body of water where there's some money from the cities coming up and these hoists are getting almost too big for our, you know, elite's typical, you know, 30 foot flat bottom boat. So, you know, you start with that custom, custom made J hook boat that you had to do to get these 4120s in the next year you get these bigger hoists and then you're like, okay, what do I, what do I do? Do I build another bars? Do I do something different? And because of that, and because of the large number of customers that that, that um, either dealer or lake service provider had to deal with, they grew exponentially, like very quick. And I think a lot of customers that Elite serves today, uh, even if they're a small guy today, if they have great customer service and, and implement some of those things, they get big in a big hurry, right? Because there's such a demand, the consumer's like, oh, I, I want this great customer service. It, it, you grow so fast and because you grow so fast you get all these clients you got to figure out a way a more efficient way to do it right so that's where we talk that's when you come in about you know employee retention um and that goes along with company culture and then yeah. you got a sales position and then you have a have a you know service manager or coordinator that does those things so i think a general progression is when, a, when when you get you know 300 customers whatever whatever that number is 400 500 you have to go from one crew to two crews now an owner has to make a decision do I stay in the office or do I keep running the boat right and I don't know this is where I would love to have a couple of guys that I'm thinking about today come in and sit on our podcast and be like okay well this is what happened to us right this is why I made the decision I wanted to make some people have a natural progression of, especially if you're a dealer and you do some boat storage, you do some of those things and you're winterizing boats, maybe, you know, the service manager on that side kind of just a natural progression moves into sales. Every owner at that point has to decide, you know, do I stay and do sales? Most of the time, that's probably a good idea to have the owner of the business in there for sales, but sometimes it's a natural progression where, or the owner says, nope, I'm going to go out, serve my customers in the field and I'm going to let, you know, Bobby or John or Pam or Sue or whatever, they're, they're great at sales and they understand it. Right. I think back to a conversation that my husband and I had with David Cowell and he posed the question to us, where is where does your time make you the most money? If you're most efficient on the water running the barge, then that's where you should be. 
but if you if you're better at the sales and you make more money there then that's where you should be and you hire somebody to run to operate that's a great point so along this same time most companies are like okay do i build a showroom because a lot of times they'll be running out of their shed or their you know their right. house or maybe they bought a commercial piece of property and they're like do i build a building when do i build it you know it's this this is a big leap this is like do i want to be tied to retail hours that's right that was always an issue of mine open every saturday right um you know one barge to two barges and kind of about that time typically speaking is do i build a showroom or don't i build a showroom right and and some companies are you know they have one one barge that goes out and they have a showroom they do very well each area is different we've talked about that many times on the podcast demographics in the dock and lift game are crazy different even 30 minutes away it's all about that lake demographics what your consumer is i think you need to look at who your consumer is how much money you're generating on service and how much money you're generating uh, in sales before you're actually a dealer of a product. So, okay, so I think it's really important to look at how much money am I getting in sales without actually having, you know, a product that you you deal. Like, and then there's that question too, right? What product do I deal in? And, and I think that's, in my mind, it's a fairly easy uh, question to answer is like, what what manufacturer's product do I sell in what area? I think the only person that can make that decision is the business owner because they know the demographics of the lakes that they serve. So what is my consumer? How, you know, are they high dollar people? Are they not? What's on the lake currently, right? And I think that's how you pick if you go with a shore station or a flow or maybe the demographics on the lake, uh, you know, hey, it's going to support like a beach king or a border, border dock or the, right. I think that's a fairly easy conversation to have. Well, yeah, and you, I mean, you're going to know the area too. Like, what does real estate sell for? Yep. If it's a, if it sells for a lot because it's a nice lake, then you're going to go with probably a more expensive brand. That's right. You know, some of that stuff is what my competitors have, right? Right. And you can tell how well someone's doing by like, how many lifts are there preseason, how many lifts aren't. And, and I think each business owner just needs to go through that and say, okay, this is the the most viable product that, that will sell the best in this area. Because you can always go on maybe later on and pick a second line. Yeah, you but can. It's great to have options. That's right. And it's, you're always going to have your number one selling brand, right? And the manufacturers know this, but if a dealer has more than one brand, they're still going to be the best selling brand. And it's whatever that owner has put into the culture of their company that we're going to push this product and this is why. Some of it's margin, some of it's I like working on this, some of it is... I had now have inventory a whole bunch of this manufacturer's parts in my like on, on hand, and and I think you just kind of dissect it that way to figure out what's going to work demographically demographically for you. So you've touched on like the forward facing part of the business. Let's look at the other side, the the company culture. Like what happens on that side? Yeah, I think there's a big change from you know going out and being an operator of a boat and then, you know, going into sales and, and getting that culture, uh, this all ties in with employee retention, right? And I think if you have a business mindset and you are that way, you want to provide good customer service and that is instilled in the office staff as well, I, I would encourage any business owner to start uh, being more professional and more professional and more professional, right? Just take on that responsibility as an owner to do so and make sure that the culture of your company 
uh, when a customer walks to the door, there's no mistake in, no mistaking the fact that these guys mean business as far as they know what they're doing. Uh, make sure that your sales staff knows like, Hey, that I'm, I'm going to come out and do a site inspection and, and look at your, look at your lake place. Boat dealers used to sell all the docks and lifts. And now what's happening is a business owner that is strictly dock and lift sales and service. They're absolutely taking over the market. And one of the reasons is because they know demographically on the lake that this product's going to work well there and I'm not going to have any issues. You know, you don't want to sell a dock in a location where it's muddy that the legs bind up and that's crooked and you can't level the dock and all the different things. Does it, this location need floating dock? And, and they're a good dock and lift dealer is not going to sell a product in a location that does not work because they're gonna to have to service it. And it's a completely different mindset than a guy that, you know, boat dealership that just wants to sell product. And that wrecks your culture when you have to go to that crappy job. <laughs> that is, everybody knows. Like the, when you go to that job and we've all had them, we're like, oh, are we going to do, you know, like whatever, lake number three. And we're going there, or are we going to Johnson's place? And the whole freaking crew is just like, oh, just instant crabby. The whole wrecks the whole day. It's important to either sell that customer <laughs> new product, but if the lake bottom isn't conducive or whatever, you should build your business so that those customers, I know that this sucks, but those customers either need to change the product that's in that location to something that's conducive to that lake bottom, or we need to drop that account. Right. Because the culture of the company is so important to move forward you, you as a business owner have to make that decision. Nope. So that's the whole deal, right? Your sales staff has to know this. Right. That's, that's the importance of this culture. Get that culture right. So that, and then what happens with like with this other company, you know, one bars, two bars, three bars, is, you know, 30 some employees. You can't do that without having the right mindset in the business. What about employee retention? How do you keep people? Money. <laughs> true right so it's finding things that you can do in the off season to keep those people as many people as you can employed year-round is huge find something that you can do in the winter cleaning canopies do all that it can all just go with the culture train your customer that hey we need to clean canopies we need to do these things that's how just that mindset being creative you know take the risk buy some inventory you know, build lifts in the off season, find a local, maybe a boat dealer that sells, you know, quite a few lifts here, team up with them, offer that to build all their hoists for them, you know, come, come February or January, whenever they get their order shipped, Hey, we'd love to build your hoist for you. Keep those, those core employees busy all year round. So, and so they enjoy coming to work, right? That culture is key to have all your employees enjoy coming to work. If you can retain that, everybody knows that if you, the years that you have a good barge crew, you make really good money. The years where the owner or whoever's in charge of that didn't do a good job of retaining employees, that next spring, when you go to the install, absolutely sucks. And you don't make any money. So having those key employees is what, a, having the culture right, so you can keep those you know, employees that you need to keep is the num that should be the number one um, reason, attitude, uh, every decision you make in business, it should be about employee retainage. We did talk about this a little bit in a previous podcast. We talked about how we set up the vision traction organizer and how we defined what we wanted the culture to be at Elite Industries. So we took a day away from the shop 
and went and set up what we wanted our culture to look like. And it's made a difference. It really has. It has. And I, I think just to just to be pointed here, the the biggest difference that set Minnesota apart, and I you know said before that we're five years ahead, is is that business mindset, and the 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 truth of the matter is that I believe that the industry is going towards this, that a dealer of a product whether you're Shore Station, Flow, Shore Master, Porter Dock, whatever you are, if you believe in that product, you push that product. A customer can see that and you will grow because the dealer that sells boats just wants to sell the boat and they kind of give off this aura that hey I'm just gonna push this lift on you and here it is and if a dock and lift dealer can create the culture that that customer walks through the door and they're like hey these guys know what they're doing that business is going to grow. And I think that's the biggest thing from, you know, Minnesota to middle of Wisconsin. And I think ultimately that all consumers want that. They yep. want that feeling when they walk through the door. Because yeah. if you think about if a consumer says, well, yeah, I've got the dock guys coming. You think of a group of guys that look rough around the edges. They roll in in camo waders and they just, it looks a little rough, right? <laughs> Typically, because they're usually, typically, not always, but some of them are taller and bigger guys. But companies that we've seen around here that have done well, they, they're they dressed alike. Everybody's sporting. Like, we have elite t-shirts. Everybody wears them pretty much every day. Yep. We look good when we go out to lunch together because we're all in black t-shirts. And other businesses do that. And that makes that brings another level of professionalism to your customer. You don't look so rough around the edges when everybody's sporting the name of your business. If you if you don't look the part, I mean, just think about it. If you're a business owner, go on the other side of the fence. Just think what it's like to have a consumer walk into your shop. What do you want to present? How do, how do you want it to be? Are you going to go in there and spend $8,000 with... You know, a guy that walks out of the back shop with his waiters on and he's like, hey, Tommy, yelling in the shop, cussing, doing all those things. Or do you want a professional atmosphere that justifies the 8000 the 10000 the $15,000 price for that boat lift? Right. And you're on somebody's could be million dollar property. That's right. Even, even on, I think, like one of those off lakes we were talking about, even that consumer, if they come into, into your store and it's professional... Um, it's going to weed out some of the people that you might not want to do business with right? because they think that they can't afford what you got. And, and I think it's kind of a win-win, honestly. Um, and maybe you have some used inventory that you'd be happy to sell. It's all about presentation. Hey, you know, you can, you can read people and feel them if they're like, they step back when they walk through the front door. And it's like, hey, if you treat them the same, professionalism, it is going to be a good thing and your business is going to grow. And the consumer wants that today. They do. They do. Did we cover everything that we wanted to talk about? I, I think I just want to go down one more road with this. Okay. And I, I kind of want to talk about COVID and what's going on and what it's doing to this industry. So we've all seen it this this year. Uh, we were all a little bit scared at first, had no clue what was going on. You know, oh my goodness, what's this going to do to my business? Governor is saying, like, no, you're not essential. I, I think it's apparent that the consumer drives everything, right? And all the governors deemed dock and lift uh, workers essential at some point. It was all different. 
what's apparent to me today is that dock and lift guys, I'm guessing this next go around, no matter what happens, are going to be deemed essential because everybody that owns a lake place went to their lake place. And it's what's going to happen, I think, uh, just organically for no better term, is next year, you know what these people are going to do? They're going to be at the lake and they're going to be at the lake right away. So A lot earlier. <laughs> yeah, spring 2021, I'm assuming we'll be able to go in the water day one for Doc and Lift Guy, but it is going to be an absolute madhouse because every customer is going to want their stuff in earlier. Yep. So I, I just say we need to prepare for that as an industry. That's what's going to happen. Obviously, we have an election year coming up. Some of that might change, but I don't know that that election is going to change things that much because the people are still going to want to go to the lake because now they have this mindset. I think everybody can agree. You go on the lakes this year and you're going to put in docks and lifts and the lake is so freaking busy. It was a pain to put stuff in. And I think it's going to be even worse. I agree. This is, everything is essentially everything is sold out like boats, lifts, water toys. People are spending that money this year and I think they're going to want to continue to use it in the future versus going places and doing things that they would have spent money elsewhere. I agree hundred percent. So I've, I've obviously talked to a couple of dock and lift guys here you know, water toys, anything on, on those lines of things sold out. Like, and yep. you can't get it. Um, we've seen some of that stuff with Northern Wholesale, right? I mean, they're, yep. like, they're out of everything. And, you know, I talked to even uh, speaker companies that we deal with here at Elite. They're still okay on the marine side of things, but manufacturers, there's such high demand on all these boats. Uh, I, I would say that there's going to be some shortages there too. But all that I think is good for the industry. I think... You know, all these boat dealers selling tons of boats now and out of stock. It, it's it's going to drive some of that demand into 2021. And I think we're all going to have great years uh, or a great year next year also. And I, I, a lot of guys now are even still, I talked to a couple guys last night when I got home. They're like, oh, I'm out putting in new new product. It's absolutely insane. And I, I think this has opened up people's eyes in, in America that, we really appreciate our recreational time, and this is what we're going to stick money into. Yep. So I, you know, I don't know if I was a betting man, and I was on the fence on whether I, I go, you know, invest money into picking up a brand and doing all these things. I, I would probably bet on the fact that 2021 is going to be fairly decent. So if I was going to do it, I'd maybe do it. I'd maybe do it today and, and spring for it. But. Sweet. Anything else you want to touch on? You know, I think, honestly, I think we'd be better served to our listeners on like the service manager, coordinator position, those type of things. We actually bring in uh, a bring couple in of businesses a, yep. and, and let them speak to that because that I've never really been through that personally. And I don't want to speak to that and say, hey, this is what you need to do, right? We can give stories of what we did with Elite, but we need to bring a, a guest on that's going to speak to that and know what they did and do all those different things. Yeah, I have a couple of businesses in mind that we could approach. Yeah, sweet. Let's do it. Um, today, what else do we want to touch on, on this whole five-year conversation? Um, I, I, I mean, honestly, that, that pretty much sums it up in my mind. It's Me too. All, okay. It's just all about that dock and lift dealer, professionalism, taking it to heart, doing all those, all those customer service things that you need to do, and, and go from there. Good deal. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes. Google. Google. Is that it? Okay, I got one last plug for us. We booked the venue. We're good to go. 
Uh, we're going to do another Maliso show. We've had great, great positive feedback from um, some vendors, uh, again, from the Minneapolis Boat Show that say they're going to jump on the Maliso bandwagon and come there, there this year, so there'll be some new vendors. We booked the venue for January 2021, the 7th and the 8th, so it'll be a Thursday, Friday. We're going to do a little bit different format on our breakout sessions. Uh, there'll be multiple breakout sessions at the same time. Rooms are a little bit smaller, so we're going to ask ask uh, attendees to actually sign up for those so that uh, last year there was standing room only on some of them. So we're going to book times and we're going to try to do that before the show. So maybe a couple of the speakers of that can like, oh, they instead of getting one time a day, they actually speak twice a day if it's that full. So we're going to do some of those things. We're also, if any listeners have any any feedback or willing to maybe call their distributor or do some of those things, we've had some good positive feedback from distributors that are going to maybe even come and talk and do some training uh, at the at the Nelson show. So training on maybe you want to get trained in on how you know a flow lift works or a, a shore station lift works. Uh, if anybody wants to put a little pressure on uh, any of the manufacturers to make that happen, we would love to do that and set aside a room where they can go. A manufacturer can train uh, LSPs and or dealers in on their product and how to service it. Yep, there'll be, probably be a lot of people that would attend something like that that would be attending the show. So we're going to try to make that happen for our 2021 show, and thank you for listening. Thank you.